Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreher. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbot. What's up? And Trey Stinky Fingers Jose. What's up, everybody? We're going to get this sad shit out of the way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess... Um, Everyone's aware of the news. Damar Hamlin uh, made a tackle, then got up, and then seemingly passed out immediately after. Um, They did CPR on the field and then rushed him to the hospital. And the latest that we have is that his vitals are back and that um, he is still in critical condition. That was like an hour ago as of this recording which is 9 o'clock p.m. on the West Coast. Yeah, that was a scary video to to watch. I didn't see it live, but I saw the replay, and it's definitely a pretty shitty scenario. Ty, I feel like you know more about it, though. <laughs> honestly, I'm just... It was the scariest thing I've ever seen on a football field, honestly. I've, I mean, we've, we've all watched this game our entire lives. You know, we're talking about roughly 30 years of watching football, uh, you know, a piece, you know, our entire lives. And so, like... I've seen so many plays of big hits and guys not getting up and, you know, stretchers come out and they carry him off the field or cart off the field. But, like, they give you, you know, the the guy always gives you, like, that thumbs up, come off the field, and everyone goes crazy. You're like, okay, he's going to be okay. Like, you know, that's what you expect. And they're like, nothing has ever happened like this in my lifetime that I can think of, at least in the NFL. I know we've had things happen in high school games, stuff like that, but it's super scary. Um, You know, pray for, for his recovery, and I hope... You know, it comes sooner than later, but ultimately, man, it's just, it's, it's just scary. Like it, I had chills watching it. Um, I was at work. I basically didn't work the last hour I was there cause I didn't want to do anything else. I was like, I was really distraught about it, honestly. Yeah. It's super sad. Um, we all know that there are serious risks to the game, but, um, pretty, pretty wild to see it. The worst case scenario, like unfold in a matter of. 10 15 minutes um yo with that two shit though too earlier yeah. in this year yeah with him possibly getting like four concussions in a year and then this happening yeah something's gonna happen this off season where they're gonna change a lot yeah i mean it looks like i mean obviously what you know protocols were in place for this like they clearly did the right thing i mean the fact that you know administering cpr on the field is super scary like for nine minutes yeah it's a long time it was, it was a long it was was it nine minutes? Yeah. It's hard to fathom, man. And luckily, I mean, the fact that his vitals are back and he's breathing. Um, I mean, I know there's rumors out there saying that they were going to put him into a coma and his one of his people, I don't know what exactly his title, came out and said that his vitals are strong, or maybe not strong, but at least they're they're back. So that's all we can really hope for right now. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get an update probably tomorrow morning, but as of right now, that's the latest, so... Um, super sad, um, prayers for him and his family and, um, yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> oh, we can't really like, speculate it on anymore. And by the time yeah. this comes out, there, there'll be more news, like yeah. you said. So yeah. probably come out, come out about the same time. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there worrying about like the game and how that's going to happen in terms of like playoff scenes and whatnot. And I'm sure we'll get more information on that. I'm sure they'll restart the game at some point. Um, I would think in the next day or two, but right now that's really the least of most of everyone's concerns. 
For sure. Um, let's move on, and uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of talk about that down the road. Um, let's move on to some other injury news, um, and then uh, our waiver wires for Week 18. If you're still playing fantasy football in Week 18, first of all, stop. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> um, if you are, for whatever reason, we're going to continue our normal schedule um, to make sure that you guys are taken care of through your Week 18 championship, and um, it's going to be pretty crazy. So if you are um, you know, playing in Week 18, you definitely want to pay attention. So um, let's get into some other injury news that might affect Week 18 lineups. Uh, Nick Foles was carted off with a rib injury and Sam Ellinger. <laughs> Ellinger uh, will start this week first Houston uh, in Ellinger's two starts combined he threw the balls 53 times for a whopping total of 13 fantasy points um so yeah don't start your Colts <laughs> um yeah <laughs> there's nothing new in Indianapolis Theodore water crossing also known as uh, Teddy Bridgewater on this show uh, dislocated his pinky, but is expected to share the quarterback role this weekend with fellow backup Skyler Thompson. I still prefer his street name, Teddy Two Gloves. <laughs> <laughs> giving him his slave name. I'm sorry, what? That's what people call it, like your birth name, your uh, government name. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, a, it's an American thing. <laughs> Theodore Rod- uh, water crossing was from this show organically. Yeah, it so really was. I'll ride with that. You're welcome. Um, thanks, Trey. That's the best thing you've ever done on this show. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> one of my best contributions. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jacoby Myers left the game with a shoulder injury and personally stated that he should be ready to go this week at Buffalo. In the last two weeks, Myers has scored in each game and had at least six receptions. I think this is like the most important injury news for this week because everybody else is pretty irrelevant. But Jacoby Myers is more involved, and if you're in a deeper league with like two flex positions, he's someone you can throw in as like the fourth guy. If you get at least six catches and you're scoring touchdowns, it's not a bad risk to take. Yeah, I mean, are you a little worried about the matchup against Buffalo next week though? In Buffalo, I would be, but it seems like he's he's still getting the work. So yeah. Uh, We'll have to see what happens with that game, I guess. I imagine that game might get delayed since Buffalo's in it. Uh, yeah, could be. Oh, so. is that why you were saying that? I thought it was like a weather thing. No, no, just like it's just a tough defense, you know, hard matchup. Like they played just a few weeks ago back in week 13. He had three catches for 22 yards. Right. Yeah, it's more of like riding the hot hand thing. It's all sketchy at this point. I mean, there's not really anyone you're going to hear in this episode where you're just like, oh, plug and play. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Week 18 for sure. Um, Tyler Lockett returned in week 17 after missing a week with a hand injury, uh, but he injured his leg during this game. He did return, but only played 32% of snaps, so his progress will need to be monitored throughout the week. Yeah, even though he was injured, I don't I don't know how long he was out of the game, but he still only played thirty two percent of snaps. So let's just say he rebounds from whatever leg injury this is and the lingering hand thing. I don't see him playing more than like sixty percent of snaps next week. I'd be iffy about starting him. Yeah, it's it's dicey, that's for sure. I mean, it's not. I mean, they have to win the game to make the playoffs to have a chance there. So you expect him to play 
as much as he possibly can. But yeah, it's it's sketchy. As will all plays be sketchy in week eighteen. <laughs> He'll probably be like a distraction though, right? Because he's not healthy. Um. Yeah, it, it depends on his health coming into the game because the Seahawks do have to win. Yeah, to get in. So, and even then, I don't think it'll it'll matter if the Packers win. So it doesn't. No. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that'll do it for injury updates. Um. Let's move into the waivers. Probably be pretty quick if I have to imagine. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's week 18. You're probably set in stone with your roster, but um, these are just some guys worth taking a look at if there are some holes that need to be filled. Um, starting at the top here with uh, Zach Moss. These are in no particular order, but uh, starting with Zach Moss, rostered in 45% of leagues. Uh, in the last three weeks, Moss is averaging 65% of snaps and 70 yards per game. He's nothing spectacular and has absolutely no receiving role, but his ground usage is enticing for owners in a tight spot. Uh, this week, Indianapolis faces New York, uh, the New York Giants, that is, who are bottom of the barrel in run defense over the last few weeks. Well, they just play the Giants. They play Houston next week. Uh yeah. Damn it! Um, <laughs> that's, that's what I meant to say. And we all—it's a cheat code this year. Starting running backs that's against true. the Texans—it's it's a good matchup. So I mean, and he is getting the majority of carries. And last week, Deion Jackson even lost his second spot to Jordan Wilkins. So, I mean, if you need a running back to to plug in this week, I mean, he's probably your best option. Yeah, yeah. And th- this list is kind of has a little bit of a ranking. It kind of goes from like most important to. Uh, least importance as we keep going. Oh, okay. But I think there's a couple guys later on that are more interesting, in my opinion. All right. Uh, Alexander Madison, rostered in 25% of leagues, uh, backup running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, this is strictly based off of whether uh, Minnesota chooses to rest starters for their playoff run. Uh, Madison led the backfield in usage last week thanks to a blowout loss versus Green Bay. No excitement there. What? Because <laughs> Green Bay blew them out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's expected. Just the other twelve and three, and we beat the shit out. Saw of that so. coming, man. Yeah, no big deal. I mean, we were watching Run the, the game. table. We were all watching the games yesterday together, and like we all said it. Like, no one actually respects Minnesota as a true contender. Like, sure, they're twelve and three, but like. They've had, there's just nothing about them. A lot, of, a lot of close games. There's yeah. There's nothing about them. You're like, damn, that's a good football team. Mm-hmm. There's one team like that every year. You know, they end up like twelve and four, eleven and five, with the old setup. I guess it'd be twelve and five, and eleven and six, or yeah. whatever. And mostly because their defense just isn't that that good. And I feel like Kirk Cousins is, you know, he's okay. You know, NFL Sanders, he's a you know slightly above average quarterback, I guess yeah. I'd say, but um, he doesn't kill you. You know what I mean? So it's not like every game is automatic. So. Bad matchups where the defense is playing well, he can struggle. We've seen it. Yep. But so they did secure a playoff spot. Oh, uh, they had the division locked up already. Yeah, so. they have the division. So, but they so. were fighting for the number one NFC. Um, yeah, by week, but I don't think they can now. Right? No, I think it's pretty much down to Philly, Philly and San Fran. And San Fran. San Fran. And Dallas actually has a chance of getting the two the winning the East still if Philly loses next week so 
That is wild. But the hey, NFL schedule makers, they were smart because they revamped the schedule for Week 18. They had the Cowboys and Eagles playing at the same time. So there's no way of knowing, like, going into the game if you've already locked up that number one seed. Ah. Oh, the NFL doing something right. That's good for fantasy, too, because then they're guaranteed to be to play, yeah. to playing for, for everything. So probably see Jalen Hurts, probably see everybody. But so Madison does have a chance to play then, right? Because they have no reason to start their starters. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, yeah. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. I mean, if they if it gets, you know, word out there that they're going to maybe not sit, but they're going to, you know, pull the starters pretty quickly or only have, like, a light, th- you know, game plan for the starters, I mean, yeah, Madison could be a play. But that's something you got to stay up on you know, in terms of the reporting as the week goes, lo- goes along. And that's why you don't play in week 18. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, a couple of receivers here on the list. Uh, Traylon Burks, rostered in 41% of leagues. Um, you know, his struggles go hand-in-hand hand with um, Tennessee's horrible passing game. But Goddamn. Uh, last week he had eight targets uh, for 66 yards. It's a very risky play, but he does run a lot of routes for them, um, high route ran percentage, um, and he is productive when he does get the ball, um, can make big plays. So as far as looking for a waiver wire plug-and-play in Week 18, I'd say Traylon Briggs is a pretty good one. He's probably the best one available, but if it's 41% rostered, this is off of Fantasy Pros. We've talked about this before. It's probably 51 in sleeper, if you're playing sleeper, sixty three in sleeper actually, that's oh. high there. Yeah, see, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Fantasy Pro seems to be a little bit more modest because they do an average of like five fantasy platforms, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You're probably not gonna be able to get Traylon Burks, but there are other receivers that. Well, there's one more receiver on this list that's probably gonna be pretty interesting. But Trey Burks, yeah, great name, and uh, his his ran route percentage or whatever he said <laughs> is definitely high. Yeah, and the, another one of those guys though, like they had the Tennessee. Tennessee's playing Jacksonville. Whoever wins that game is winning their division and making the playoffs. So it's a game where like yeah. it's important that he's on the field and produces for them if they have a chance of winning. Jacksonville's going to tear their ass up. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. I really do. Which I guess would be good for Burks playing from behind. You know, um, yeah. good game script. But he is productive when he does get the ball. They just don't ever throw the goddamn ball. Yeah, Jacksonville's kind of on a tear right now, though. I I really do think they control that game. Um, another wide receiver here on the list, Rahid Shahid, rostered in four percent of leagues. Wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Um, he's averaged sixty-six yards per game in the last five weeks and is ranked second in yards per route run, only behind Tyreek Hill. He's decently involved um in the New Orleans offense and should be widely available. He's been getting a lot of run because obviously Olave has been dealing with injury. They really just don't have many other guys, <laughs> and yeah. so and he's a nice downfield target, um, beats guys um, down the field. So this could be a sneaky play in Week 18. That actually explains what me and Tyler were talking about before the podcast because we're like, oh, is he playing wide receiver two to Chris Olave? But you look at those numbers, kind of like what you were saying. Once Chris Olave stopped playing as much. Raheem Shahid's numbers went way up as far as snap percentage, literally right. hand in hand with each other. So is it because because Chris Olave is healthy again? More or less, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he's actually on the injury report, but 
I mean, he returned for the first time last week. He missed a few games or was, you know, hurt. They didn't play a ton of games, um, a, lot, a lot of snaps at least. At any rate, they need someone else to step up. I mean, caught all six of his targets last week. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing that's kind of scary about him because he's very boomer bust. I mean, 58 of his 79 yards came off a single play. Yeah. He's definitely a big play guy. He has uh, one of like, the highest yards per catches in the last five weeks. Basically, in the last five weeks, he sticks out in a lot of interesting stats. He just doesn't get the ball that much. Right. So definitely a big play guy. And he's their main kick returner. I was calling him like a like a knockoff Dante Hall kind of. <laughs> like a good kick returner with big play receiver ability. I just want to bring that up again because I like that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and well, if you are... Like most leagues, if a guy does score a, re- a return touchdown, it does count towards his points. Like return yards don't, but the score still will. So, mm-hmm. and he had a rushing touchdown earlier this year. Yeah, we had to kind of dig to find that. Mm-hmm. But so he, he's utilized and he's playing the Panthers next week. Uh, the Panthers over the last four weeks have given up an average of forty three point six per forty three point six points fantasy points to the wide receiver position, which is like. That's got to be one of the worst. It's a uh, seventh worst over the last four weeks. That's solid, especially with a receiving core where it's really like him and Olave at this point. Yeah. So it's promising for someone who's available in pretty much every league. Yeah. Yeah, that's a guy that could be could be looked at for sure. Um, you know, like you said with the Vikings, if they have nothing to play for, I mean, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, I mean – that's a lot of guys, you know, that going to have holes at the wide receiver position. Or if you're still trying to find a replacement for Tyler Lockett. Yep. Who might not be full go. Might be Raheed Shaheed. Do what you need. <laughs> Do what you need. Yeah. Raheed Shaheed. Sheesh. Sheesh. Brock Purdy's rostered in 41% of leagues. Purdy has now had two touchdowns in five straight weeks with a floor of 16 fantasy points. So you like you like Purdy as a streamer? Purdy good streamer? Name last time a backup came in was more solid than this. I don't think he's even thrown an interception in that span, has he? He's on three, actually. Oh, he has. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. Maybe I like him too much. So, but no, it's a solid floor. So, like, honestly, at this point, I'd be surprised if he's not, you know, a QB number two on most people's, you know, super flex leagues or a QB, two QB league. <clears throat> It'd be hard to not have him at least somewhere in your starting lineup in one of those type of leagues. Outside of that, in a, you know, your traditional one QB league, you probably have no need for him. I'm sure you have a better starter. But, I don't know, maybe you're a guy who had Kyler Murray, and then you were able to pick up Gardner Minshew in the last few weeks because Jalen's out, but Jalen's probably playing this week. So maybe Brock Purdy's still available. It's not a bad stream at all, actually. It's all about the situation. It's pretty good, actually. I mean, he seems like a better selection than Gardner Minshew. That's for damn sure. Well, yeah, I mean, Jalen's probably playing this week. Yeah, Jalen's probably playing. Um, Might as well just go back into, right into that because it's the next guy. Yeah, Gardner Minshew rostered in 39% of leagues. Jalen Hurts. Probably going to return in week 18 just in time for all of us who had Jalen to lose our fantasy championships. Holler at me. That's holler at me as well. Um, but all good, man. Uh, Minshew has started for two weeks now and thrown three touchdowns, three interceptions, 629 yards, and one rushing touchdown. He's a deep play, probably almost guaranteed not going to play week 18. I mean – 
the Eagles need to win to get the number one seed. Jalen Hurts is playing this game. There's no way that he doesn't like getting a bye. Like even if he like aggravates the shoulder, he gets a a bye week after that. So I mean, there's no way he doesn't play this game. Yeah. Jalen hurts my soul with that shit. Yep. <laughs> totally fucked me last week. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, I'm sure many guys were feeling that pain. Yeah, screwed me in two two separate leagues. Once in the semis, once in the finals. Two uh, screws better than one. Two screws, man. <laughs> Where was he at here? Tyler Conklin rostered in 33% of leagues. Tyler's Conklin. <laughs> He's coming back. Every time we bury him, he just... <laughs> Every time, dude. I feel like we've said Makes that about like a lot. Of, like We did it with Algier. We kind of buried him after uh, the beginning of the season. Cordell was going off. Then he came back. Tyler Higby was the same way where he was producing like numbers but not scoring touchdowns. So I killed you. Then he all has suddenly has three touchdowns in two weeks. <laughs> no loyalty between the Tylers. <laughs> I'll just bury him. Fuck it. Right. Hey man, I loved him last week. I don't. I don't even know their name now. Hey dude, back at the back in I think week four, I literally flipped a coin on who would be my start of the week: Tyler Conklin or Tyler Higby. <laughs> Sounds like a Tyler decision. <laughs> it's actually a Colt at this point. I think with all the Tylers. Um. Yeah. Last week, Tyler Conklin took advantage of the NFL's worst worst tight end defense, Seattle, uh, with six catches and eighty yards. The New York Jets play Miami this week, who is a bottom five defense versus tight ends. So, Tyler, are you picking up Tyler and playing Tyler on Sunday, Ty? Hey, I'll let you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for tight ends, like, why not? Like, you're probably streaming most weeks, anyways. Like, he's might be the best streaming pickup at t- at the position this week anyways. Like, yeah, and that is what he is. He's probably the best tight end available. Um Hayden Hurst seems to be available in a lot of leagues. Do you think he'd be a better pickup? Uh, Cincinnati playing tight end. Gee, who are they playing? Cincinnati's playing the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens and mm. Hayden Hurst also missed like the last 3 weeks. He played tonight. He actually had a decent catch before yeah. the uh, postponed the game, but I I don't Two like. Catches. I don't love the uh, the matchup against Baltimore. I would no, take the matchup with Conklin. Hurst has gotten more targets. I agree. Per game, yeah, per game. But the matchup, I'm gonna, with tight ends. I'm playing unless you have a stud, which there's like three of those. Um, you're playing the matchup. Yeah, might as well. You can tell how excited we are to talk about it. Tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a fucking wasteland. Oh, God. Terrible. <laughs> you get you a good tight end, you keep it forever. So, like, one of the <laughs> one of the two, one of the three? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, it's, oh, we got uh, one of Stinky's waiver wire defenses of the week here. <laughs> if I'm writing the document, we're talking about defense. I think it's the first time we brought up a defense in like the waiver wire section, though. Hey, I'll, it's it's a light hey, episode. Hey, I'll fuck with it. Well, if you're looking for a defense, um, who should they pick up? Stink. If you're looking for a defense this week, I like the Seahawks defense, which we keep talking about pretty much every week. They've been top ten all year. They've had some hit or miss weeks, but every defense does. They're rostered in fifteen percent of leagues. Definitely going to be available, or should be available, in like the leagues that you're playing in. This week they play the Rams, who have been just hot garbage all year. So you might as well take advantage of that defense. 
because uh, they're playing well and the Rams are playing like shit. Last time they played since they are division opponents was in week 13. Seattle had nine fantasy points, which isn't amazing, but that's still a starting defense. Yeah. I mean, it should be noted that was pre-Baker Mayfield and the offense has been better with Baker since he's been there. It's not saying a ton. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, they'll probably do a little bit more, but Seattle's defense is pretty much bordered around allowing around 23 points per game max. They've had some bad games here and there. So yeah, they're kind of a hit or miss defense. I mean, because you go back to week 12, they've 1.9 point, 1.1 point, 1.1 point, 1 point, 1 point, then 18 last week against the Jets. So it's hit or miss, but it's like when they are forcing turnovers and getting sacks, I mean, they rack up points really quickly. So they still have a chance to give you that against Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Well, you would know this being a Seahawks fan. Aren't these these division games are usually like pretty low scoring with the Cardinal or not the Cardinal, the Seahawks and the Rams? Oh yeah, it's always like a little slugfest. Yeah, a little bit. So, and that's what you want out of a defense. I mean, honestly, in the way that like the Rams have been playing, especially the last couple weeks, they've been really relying on Cam Akers. Um, and then if you can throw eight in the box, so stop the run, then try to make Baker like force him to beat you. The chances of you, you know, scoring points against that are pretty damn good. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's the last time I get to bring up the Seahawks defense this year. <laughs> I think I did it for like the 14th fucking time. Well, we'll see if it pays off again. Um, but for now, we will uh, go ahead and wrap this thing up. That's all the waivers. So um, catch <laughs> us later in the week for our starts um, and sits and our starts of the week um, on Thursday and Friday. What about our Twitters and whatnot? I was just about to get there. Oh, you want to do it? No. <laughs> Go right ahead. No, no I don't want to do you. it. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's hosted half the season, right? Where can the people find us? Yeah, you know I was just trying to, to make it. sure. You know we, how to we, do it. We forgot in the beginning. Yeah, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the FF Fathers. Ask us anything. At this point, fantasy season's over, so really just ask us anything. Ask us who's James dating these days. Nobody knows. What's Nobody he been doing? Knows. He's single. So let's dig in his life. <laughs> Send us a little <laughs> message about that. What's James doing? Where's he doing him? <laughs> Which part of the country? <laughs> uh, and also like and subscribe wherever you're listening. You have to follow listening. us to find out. You have to follow me specifically to find out that. But Yeah. If you send us a screenshot of you giving us five stars on a podcast review. Oh, we'll give you all the tea. James will send you pictures. I will disclose one location, but... One location. <laughs> we'll have to do more for more locations. The Motel Six in Redding, California. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting grimy. Yeah. Yeah, so like and subscribe on any any platform you're listening on right now. <laughs> uh, Make sure you give us five stars. That's all we take. If it gets less than five stars, we're gonna fucking block you. It just actually automatically deletes. So yeah. They never hear from you ever. So all right, well, that'll do it, and um, we'll catch you guys on Thursday. Yep. Prayers to Damar Hamlin one more time. Yeah, one more. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was appropriate after you like, prayers to Damar Hamlin. Bye. Way to kill the vibes, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Should be said. I'm bringing them back up.